Star Wars 7x7 episode 2,563. All the feels, all of the feels, all of them, oh, oh my gosh. Devil's Deal is season one, episode 11 of The Bad Batch. This is a full spoiler episode and worth it. Oh my gosh. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So Devil's Deal is Season 1, Episode 11 of The Bad Batch and man, I did not go into this episode thinking I was going to be you know, emotional <laughs> about it but you know, we were just talking about the fact that you know, animation is telling some of the best stories. I was just saying that on the anniversary episode earlier this week. And one of the things I had said at the time was that the final season of Rebels season four was just about perfect. And the moment that Hera's name got mentioned in this episode, the hair on my arms started raising. And then to see her and Chopper in this, oh my gosh, like, so incredibly emotional. Would Did you have that reaction if you checked it out? I mean, I would love to know. And Cham, you know, looking her in the eyes and telling her that he doesn't want her to have the kind of life that he had, like, oh, you know, to know what the history is and have that moment. Just kudos to the people making the Bad Batch <laughs> because that was a moment that was just priceless and heartbreaking and beautiful all at once. But I'm jumping straight to the emotion and this is supposed to be a briefing episode, so yeah, the cameo parade continues basically with the Bad Batch season one and Devil's Deal is no exception. It's also an unusual episode in the sense that the Bad Batch only plays a very minor role in this episode, but they're probably going to be playing a bigger role in the next episode. We knew we were going to go to Ryloth at some point in the season because of the next episode's title, Rescue on Ryloth, right? Like, it was going to happen. We just didn't know that the rescue was going to be <laughs> predicated on the events of the previous episode. In which the Empire has established a presence on Ryloth. And on the one hand, you can't imagine that's going to go very well. And Senator Ornfrey Ta, who has been established as a corrupt politician that seems to be tolerated by the people, and you know, who knows, he keeps getting elected, so he's doing something right for himself, I guess. But anyway, Ta seems to be perfectly happy with the Empire and some refinery mining facility that they've built on the planet of Ryloth, but the people don't necessarily like Ta somehow, even though he seems to keep getting himself elected. And I'm sure there's parallels <laughs> in our world somewhere, but be that as it may, they want to hear from Cham Syndulla that this is okay. And Cham does something shocking. He says that you know, like we have to give peace a chance and it's time to lay down our arms. And in private conversations, he says, you know, people are tired of fighting, like they just want peace. And that's what causes them to start turning in all of their weapons. But Cham's, is it his brother or his brother-in-law? I don't know. Hera calls him his uncle and the uncle, you know, isn't buying it. And so even though they turned in weapons, they made arrangements to get weapons from somewhere else, namely through Sid and the Bad Batch. 
And how cute a moment is it to have Hera and Omega palling around on the Havoc Marauder? That's just so beautiful and fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a different thing, I guess. You know, when you think back to Cut and Run earlier in the season, right? When Omega first met a couple of kids her age and got to play. And that was, you know, nice and whatever. But certainly there's much more of an emotional investment in Hera as a character, right? And so, yeah, you kind of feel it even more <laughs> with these two getting together. Oh my gosh. Like, I just, I can't. I just can't. Ugh. So back to Cham's brother or brother-in-law, the uncle of Hera, Gobi Glee. And Crosshair is also present on Ryloth and suspects Gobi Glee of trying to pull some stunt and ends up tracking their ship before it heads off to one of Ryloth's moons to pick up this illicit shipment of arms. And when they arrive back, they shoot him down and capture him. So, oh my gosh, now Gobi Glee and um, one of his compatriots, who I think is Link, and it's not sure, like the audio description even just refers to them, you know, her as a, you know, his female pilot companion. But I don't know, there's also a character Link running around there too. So uh, not 100% positive anyway. So Gobi and that female pilot companion, come on, there's gotta be a name somewhere. And Harris and Dula are captured and are being taken to the capital city in a convoy and have already been convicted of treason without a trial or anything like that. And that's the thing that pushes Cham back over the edge and makes him say, all right, yeah, even, you know, against like what his wife was saying, she was like, you know, why you trust them? You know, they're hiding something. And he's like, oh no, we gotta give it a chance. I mean, really, Cham didn't need to be pushed this hard. He shouldn't have needed to be pushed this hard to be going after the empire, but you know, the capture of Gobi and Hera, that's what does it for him. And so he arranges to, you know, set up an ambush and take over the convoy and capture them and free Hera and Gobi. But that apparently goes awry. It's something that was just, I guess, a trap planned for them. Nobody says it's a trap after all, but that's what happens because Orn Frita gets shot. And Rampart, who is also there, decides that he's going to blame it on Cham and Elena and you know, say like they're being arrested for the attempted assassination of Orn Frita. Now, I heard that and I was like, attempted assassination? Like Crosshair shot him in the head. So I was a little shocked by that. But as I, you know, looked, you know, in my in my history and whatnot, I am reminded that Orn Frita appears in the novel Lords of the Sith by Paul Kemp. It was one of the first few novels in the rebooted uh, canon. And that takes place, you know, a few years later, basically. And so, um, yeah, so Orn Frita can't die in this particular situation because he's already appeared in, you know, later in the timeline, still alive. So now everybody's been captured and now we're almost in a common ground scenario. Common ground was the previous episode where they had to go rescue that senator who wouldn't cooperate with the Empire. And now they're going to have to rescue the Bad Batch Will, people who also <laughs> wouldn't cooperate with the Empire, obviously for different reasons, of course. And we're going to have to wait and see what happens with this clone Captain Hauser who you know, is trying to do the right thing in some cases, like when Hera and Chopper are caught in a restricted area around that refinery, they're returned back to the Sindula family. And, you know, Hauser says, look, you know, things are kind of tense right now. Like, I'm not going to report it, but you can't let this happen again. 
so he's obviously trying to do the right thing and there are no Jedi kicking around here so he's not all Order 66 you know right now crazy or anything like that but yeah I don't know if his loyalties are going to continue to be to you know the Empire or if there are actually some cracks in that loyalty situation for him then ultimately a well done episode and not necessarily as action-packed as previous episodes and that's okay it's good to have the variety for sure and it's a well thought out action scene when it happens and has a lot of twists and turns because you just don't know how it's gonna turn out and you're surprised that it ends on a cliffhanger the way it does and I'm saying that even removing the <laughs> natural bias that I'm experiencing because of the <gasps> Hera and <gasps> Chopper, like that moment, right? I mean, honestly, I haven't had <laughs> this kind of reaction to something in a while with Star Wars storytelling. Not like I haven't enjoyed it, but I haven't felt that like pow of emotion. And I guess I'm just you know, that deeply invested in Hera and Chopper and the rest of the Rebels characters. So I guess that's a good thing for me to know too. Um, anyway, so yeah, there you go. That is what you need to know about Devil's Deal, which is episode 11 from season one of The Bad Batch. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.